Hey everybody, welcome into the Haven Podcast. You could be listening to anything else in the world right now, but you are listening to me and I appreciate that. I hope you all are having an amazing weekend and had an even better work week coming in. Um, on this week's pretty much season finale, season two finale of our weekly video game focus podcast. That sounded very wordy and made zero sense now that I think about it in my head. But it's the finale for this season for video games. And on Monday, um, well, probably most likely tomorrow evening, Sunday, I will be posting the season two finale for our weekly focus of TV and movies. Now, I know what you're all or some of you all may be saying or thinking, Danny, this is great, but holy shit, you're the unreliable family member that I've come to know and love with your posting schedule. I know, I know, I know. That's why we got the we got the break coming up, you know, going on vacation soon um, to Ireland. Very excited for that. Cannot wait. I'm going to go and pretty much just reshoot season eight of Game of Thrones, if I'm being quite honest, while I'm there by myself. I have very uh, abundance of costumes that I've been tailoring and making myself in my room. going to have those shipped over there so I can shoot my version of season eight of Game of Thrones. I'm sure it will be a lot more... I mean, a whole lot more uh, better and and more entertaining, if you will, and a lot less suck than what we experienced this past year. But um, with that said, I went back. um, It was a late edition. It was like late yesterday, Friday, around four-ish. I'm kind of winding down with work and, you know, get a couple texts from my older brothers that live back in town. And they're like, oh, we're getting together, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know what? I I could do with some family time, some good old, you know, family brother laughter and horrible insensitive and immature jokage that's what i'm in the mood for so came home packed a bag head over there and stuff and and stayed the night uh, over with my folks and i did bring my mic with me to record so i did have every full intent people to record and get you this week's video game focus episode on time but as so many things in my family as it always goes is great Food was served, laughs were had, a lot of alcohol was consumed, and I left sitting on a couch just contemplating my life decisions and choices because I feel like such a fatty as I sit there. And after even more beverages with my older brothers, it turned into just a really bad night at the Apollo where we just did a couple bits and skits and just uh, kind of workshopping some new ideas um, just, just in general, comedic a bit. So that led to, I can kind of give you a preview, um, reading certain text messages that I've experienced or experienced. I've received from my mother in Donald Trump voice as if he was tweeting it, which was a big hit with a lot of my nephews and nieces. And then it turned into a new skit of me doing a somewhat okay impersonation of Morgan Freeman. But if he were to do the VO work for Thanos... And so it was a good time. But next thing I know, I get home or get back to my folks' house. You know, I stay the night over there. And, uh, yeah, it was pushing midnight. And I was just, you know, yeah, I was I was basically fat tired, guys. It's fat tired. For those that don't know what that is, it's when you just consume so much food and you just, like, can feel it. And no matter how much you try to suck your gut in, it's still there. You know, you're not fooling anybody. But that's not why you listen, though. You'll listen for the latest and greatest in video games, but I just wanted to give you a little a little thing of why that was why this is so late coming up. But now we're here and now we're going to provide somewhat uh, forms of entertainment for you guys. So with that said, let's start the show.
Now, it's been <clears throat> it's been kind of a slow, slow like a uh, video game news week, right? But of course, we always get a couple bits throughout the said week that can always turn a very lackluster video game focused episode into something very, very uh, entertaining. I think entertaining for most, but sad for very uh, depending on the participants that the story focuses on. And I think this is a great one. So I'm sure this is something. Um, for those that are kind of always heavily involved in the video game circuit uh, of news day in and day out or even a weekly basis heard. But um, yeah, good old Take-Two. Um, I'm trying to remember if they own 2K or if 2K owns them. I think they own 2K. So 2K, you know, they make the, the basketball series and everything like that. Well, they also produce um, and work with Gearbox. And Gearbox is the famous developer of a little video game series called Borderlands, and they have so happen to have their third one coming out. I, I believe actually it's next month in September. So really a lot of eyes on it. They've showcased it. A lot of people that have gotten hands on with it seem to really dig what they're trying to sell and what they're trying to do. Um, but of course, you know, as the history of this ad campaign has been, or this you know media build up to the game, Gearbox just keeps shooting themselves in the foot. So luckily, it seems like they've kind of righted the ship a little bit before we got to this week with that, um, what's his face, that idiot. Um, oh, I can't believe I could picture his, his freaking fat face in my head. Um, Randy Pitchford, like that guy with his little like Chimo USB cord or whatever. And so, you know, if I get sued or people come to my door, you're going to know why after the story. But so, anywho, short story shorter, there's a YouTuber named Sub Submoto. Sub, submato or something anyways so this guy has an okay following on youtube but he's made his bones his crocs in content creation specifically on youtube being a very passionate fan about anything and everything having to do with the borderlands series so he has a vast majority of his stuff is borderlands one and two focused videos and it's like build guides strats things of that nature but in the course of his posting you know in the build up to borderlands 3 he's gone out of his way to like report and make videos about oh this is the latest leak or latest news about borderlands 3 this is before its official unveiling uh, a couple months ago so this is where the story though takes a very very odd strange turn that populated this week this submoto guy submato goes on his youtube posts a video and he says hey um take two hire two private investigators and they showed up to my freaking house and knocked on the door and interviewed me for about 40 to 45 minutes after that proceeded to occur he ended up getting all these strike uh copyright strikes on his youtube channel like these flagged complaints to youtube um he got six total five were dismissed but one it looks like it's stuck and i think for YouTube, if anyone really knows their guidelines, I don't know if any of us really do, they tend to go for this whole three strikes of copyright infringement and you're out kind of thing. So it looks like the one stick. And then he got hit with even more um, a couple days later from Take Two, where they pretty much went through his entire channel log on his channel and flagged, I think it was somewhere like 60 complaints on some of his stuff. And it gets so weird because some of the stuff that they did flag were like Borderlands 2 capture that he did of him doing a build guide. And then some of it too was Borderlands 3 stuff. So basically what it all comes down to is um, Take-Two is supposedly saying, because this guy was like, I don't know what the hell's going on. I don't know where they're getting all this. You know, this is 
bullshit. And then as the story evolved, we found out later that they did some kind of ad campaign on one of their trailers, Borderlands did, and he found these names. So he cross-referenced these names, I believe, on Twitch and found channels associated with them. So when Borderlands 3, the developers were playing it, I don't know, that's where I get kind of murky and confused and couldn't get a lot of clarity on this. I don't know if they were like doing it privately, but when they were, he could see their icon image like display certain images of what they were doing. You just couldn't click on and go full screen because it was set to private. So he basically just captured it. And it was like, boom, hey, here's this footage from Borderlands 3. I know it's hard to make out. And it was him just him trying to create content. So take two was like, no, we're not doing that shit. Forget this guy. We're going after him. And that's certainly what they did. And they are just like, they already won this. This dude already said, like, I don't know if I'm going to play this game after the initial three strike wave and the private investigator showed up at his home. And he said, I'm just taking a step back. I need to breathe and kind of get away from all this. This is crazy. And then even after that, take two was like, uh, we ain't done with you, motherfucker. <laughs> We're going to strike all your stuff. <laughs> all the years you've done to build up your audience and crowd. We're going after you. Um, <clears throat> so it sets up a very dangerous precedent where now it's kind of going crazy. And then, of course, our good friends at IGN aka the mouthpiece for certain video game publishers and if you don't believe me uh, remember uh, i'm sure you can go back and look they may even have it on it now but when they announced borderlands 3 all the freaking ign got a facelift with all this advertisement for borderlands 3 so they clearly have a partnership or or at least on good terms with gearbox borderlands 3 and the take two family and so they, of course, were one of the few outlets that were able to reach out for comment and actually get an official response from Take-Two. So Take-Two comes back and they says, no, 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 F this guy. And this is why he's planning to play innocent over here. And that's not what it is. The information that he posted on his channel, um, he got even a strike on his Discord. So that's been shut down. They claim that this guy was offering like premium membership on his official Discord channel to his listeners and, and users pay five bucks and I'll provide you exclusive leaks and stuff like that in regards to Borderlands through I haven't seen any evidence of what that actually entailed and they didn't go to specify so they're saying oh this guy did not just capture footage on Twitch like he found a way to hack in and blah 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 and access stuff he shouldn't have done illegally and so it, it, it's just all bullshit like this is them what he is doing I think the whole him hacking is it's bullcrap. It's them making stuff up because who's going to call him out? This guy's already put up his white flag. He's like, I'm good, dude. Like, leave me alone. I'm, I'm going to rethink some things about my life choices. And that's it. I don't think him rethinking his life choices because he did something immoral and like broke into something he shouldn't have done and stole anything and then try to profit from it. I don't think that's it whatsoever. Um, I think he's just crapped his pants because two private investigators showed up at his home unannounced. And for some reason, he let them in for 45 minutes to interview him. So that can kind of tell you where his mindset was at with everything. And then this continuation from take two to basically, they're just taking the knife and they are just twisting it and digging it deeper and deeper on this guy. That's all this is. Like they're just trying to make a statement and they're using him to make an example of this. Like, don't you even think about trying to do anything similar to this when it comes to our IPs and our companies, you know, cause we're gonna rake you over the barrel. Um, or put you over the barrel and just have fun with you. And that's exactly what they're doing. So we'll see how long this keeps going, if this is the full extent of it before they call off the dogs. But my initial thoughts on this after kind of just, you know, 
reading this and seeing it evolve over the last few days this week was that this is a dangerous precedent. It really, really is because there is this freedom of, you know, things that we do. I mean, this guy, what he's doing, this Submoto guy on his channel, there is hundreds, if not more content creators that do something very, very similar, if not the same in terms of the coverage. And again, with them going to IGN and making this official statement kind of being so vague and talking out of both sides of their mouth, it just doesn't add up. You know, they are clearly, like I said, it's pretty evident they're trying to make an example of them. That's all this is. So this is them just getting upset and someone has a beef within the company or it could be a couple people that are just like, no, screw this guy. We're going after him. And that's just crazy to me. That is dangerous. So, so dangerous. Like you could take what he does and using myself as an example because I'm selfish and I love to be the center of attention. <laughs> is I mean you could go after anyone any content creator for this and just just drill him to death about it and you won't have any of this stuff and it's crazy because this guy is like at the heart of it all this is the type of person you need for these type of games any of these games no matter the size of it or the anticipation for it these are the people in this modern day age of how we hear about content and it gets spread across and it gets spotlighted with all the other crazy stuff that it can compete with, not just in video games, but again, with Netflix and, and streaming, etc. These are the type of content creators you kind of actually want to cozy up to and get in bed with because their audience, regardless if it's 300 or 400,000 people or anywhere thereabouts, if you have two or three of them, now you're hitting a bigger audience and then they're going to spread it like, you know, the AIDS in the 80s. That's what you want to do. So for them to go after this guy who, again, wasn't trashing them, wasn't bad-mouthing from anything I could find that is nuts to me this guy's like number one big super fan and you're like no screw you you're gonna be the super fan the way we want you to do it so it's just crazy I'm very curious to see if this is like the end of it if there's gonna be some more fallout slash aftermath to it so yikes we shall see so sorry Submoto I'm sure you are you haven't used the bathroom properly for probably about a week or so since that second strike came against you from take two and my condolences friend I hope you just drink plenty of water take your vitamins say your prayers like good old Hulk Hogan because uh yeah buddy that's that's a tough one that's uh hopefully you can get a lawyer on Twitter or something that can help you out and, and do a pro bono because this is nuts here so um speaking of as we transition here to our next topic on this week's episode I'm going to introduce a new segment, and of course I introduce a brand new segment, you know, on the season finale, because that's a brilliant idea, Danny. And in the little intro, let me, let me cue it up here. Danny Domus Predictions. So, welcome to a brand new segment on the Haven Podcast. Danny Domus Predictions. You've heard me alluded to before, but I, I believe... It deserves its own little thing every once in a while on these episodes, and I'm here to give it to you. So, in addition to ever all the craziness with this this week, <clears throat> Blizzard's or Activision Blizzard had their quarterly conference call with investors, and just I, I, I'm gonna just give you a warning. This uh, I will go over certain bits of information that, depending on your fandom, depending on your age and your experience as as a gamer. And just in general human nature, 
may make you, uh, it may induce vomit. I just want to leave that there. So I just want to give you that warning so you know full well before we kind of get in the weeds on this topic. So they go ahead and do their quarterly earnings with everybody, right? And uh, it's uh, it's not looking good for Blizzard. As I've said a very few times, and this is my tie into Danny Domus. Oh, Blizzard, it was nice knowing you and all your amazing stuff you once did and your representation of what you believed for the video game industry. But you are dead. You are dead to me, friend. You are no longer the person I used to know. I believe that's actually a song from, what, like 15 years ago. It was super popular. Um, but, yeah, it's not good. So, bottom line, Activision made a shit ton of money. But because their investors and the company itself are so greedy and they set their benchmarks to unrealistic heights, it comes off as if they had a down quarter when in actuality they made tons of bank, but those guys aren't happy. It's like, hey, you made $1.7 billion? Cool. We should have been $2 plus billion. What the hell's going on over there? We got a lot of questions. Let's get the bean counters in. So they do not fail to disappoint. So you had a bunch of these yahoos from Activision Blizzard on the call, and the whole time they're hyping up the the thing. And that's what a conference call kind of is, right? It's them just like, hey, guys, don't worry. Don't pull out. Um, you know, uh, we uh, we got a lot of products on the on the pipeline. Oh, we're going to have such a great year. This is going to be amazing. Everything's great. We're going to break records. Call of Duty. Like all that song and dance. Keep the investors invested and into it so they don't freak out and, and sell stock, right? That's kind of what this song and dance is for the quarterlies. For a lot of these major companies, like we kind of know that. But they do, at times, give really good information because they have to be open and honest more than they ever are with these investors for the most part. Um for I'm sure for government regulation reasons. But bottom line, what it came down to is they specifically talked about and spotlighted and hyped up to these investors. Hey, here at Activision Blizzard, we see a bright future ahead for us. This is what we've done so far. This is the money we made last quarter. And it was great. And that's not even us doing our full flexing on people. It's going to get even more better. You know, we got Call of Duty coming out this year. And then they go on to say in their uh, investors calls, where they, yeah, they just kind of go over like, hey, we are expanding. Um, let me get the exact wordage here. Across Call of Duty, Candy Crush, Warcraft, Hearthstone, Overwatch, and Diablo, we are expanding our development team so that we can accelerate the delivery of content in our pipeline, pursue new business models, broaden our communities, and delight our players. So the one thing they go and do talk about in this uh, conference call is remasters. They did it with Crash Bandicoot, made a shit ton of money. From my understanding, it's actually a really good proper remaster. So I wonder as you see Activision and Blizzard try to find a new avenue to get away from loot boxes and microtransactions a little bit. Um, They are basically identifying their handful of IPs that they do own in-house that they are like these make money hand over fist most of the time if we put more love into it more well, i wouldn't say love we put more resources into it let's do spin-offs let's expand it and we can probably even double or triple our money in certain ips these are the ones we know people get hyped about and they sell so let's just focus on that f new ip because they go on to say this too like oh we got new ip we're developing and it's like um, there should be an asterisk next to it. Your new IP you're developing is a spinoff of Call of Duty. It's not a brand new type of franchise. Like that shit, 
if they are trying to allude to that in this conference call from that comment, that is a complete bogus lie. They are just like telling white white lies at that point. It's them taking established IPs and spinning them off and just milking them dry and running them into the ground as best as they can. So you're going to see that because we did have one rumor that popped this week too that they are going to announce at some point this year that after Call of Duty releases this year or next year, probably around the summer I would imagine, they are going to release a free-to-play version of Call of Duty uh, Battle Royale. Something that's been rumored, talked about for a while, but it looks like that's what they're going to do. Free entry into it, using all those old assets from Black Ops 4 with their Battle Royale mode last year. They'll probably make some tweaks for it and then just structure it in a way so they can make money off those microtransactions. Um, that's kind of their bread and butter. They're going away from loot boxes, but... They're going to milk microtransactions as much as they can with all of these games, and that's sad. However, this is where the Danny Domus portion comes in, my long-winded way of getting there. My prediction is... Let's see, what do we in August right now? Let's say by September of 2020, there will be an ongoing narrative amongst Activision Blizzard that they've gone back to the drawing board and that they are remastering, re-releasing classic hits such as Diablo 1, Diablo 2 for the modern console. So at this point, you know, I'm sure they'll release it for the next gen of Xbox and PS5, etc. Um, but that they will release it, they'll put features in it like, oh, online co-op and all this, you know, all that crap, like modernize it. And they'll do a bang-up job with it. But depending on how the market flows, they themselves will try to do everything they can to inject uh, modern day microtransaction models into the game. These are assets they can just reuse, this is stuff they can just you know buff up and make look pretty and good, re-release it because we're all a bunch of freaking nerds and we will rebuy it. Like I'm gonna be honest with you, if I'm sitting there and Blizzard announces like, hey, we are remastering Diablo 1 and 2 from the ground up, whatever that freaking means, right? Boom. I'm going to be excited for it because I'm an idiot. I have a fandom to that, and that hurts me because I know what that company is now. I know what their owners are all about. I mean, hell, they're doing it with WoW Classic. And I know some people will throw their hands up like, oh, no, it's people wanted a classic vanilla server. And I'm sure they did. I'm sure there was demand for it. But you look at what they're doing with vanilla WoW, and they're going such back to the basics. It's a nice nostalgia factor. It's cool. It works. They're making tweaks. But there's a reason why they're going back to that. It, it's it's plain as day. So this is where my part two of Danny Domus prediction comes in. We've established it's going to be a running narrative, I think, by the very latest September of 2020 that that's been Activision Blizzard's new model. Remasters, and they're going to slot them in between their major releases. And they're going to milk Diablo dry. Um, clearly, also from this, too, let's not forget, I mean, Jason Schreier from Kotaku reported it, what was it, God, a couple months ago? They were developing a first-person shooter for StarCraft and the StarCraft IP, and they canned it. And maybe it didn't work. I have no idea. But StarCraft is not listed on this whatsoever. So they've given up on that IP because it hasn't sold. Even StarCraft II, it never really found its footing and kept going. They can't break StarCraft for whatever reason out of the RTS genre. So they're like, screw that. Put it on the shelf. Uh, maybe we'll do remasters down the road for it and we'll make some bank off of it. But I think you're going to see them definitely slot in between major releases like Diablo 4, Overwatch 2, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 20, whatever the hell they're at now. 
you're going to see them slot in these remasters. And they did it with Modern Warfare back in the day, too. They've, they've done this stuff. Modern Warfare is a great example of that when they redid it and they slotted in with like little DLC models and microtransactions. They got everyone so upset. They're going to continue to go this because it's making them money. And the fallout from it is not keeping, it's not preventing people from going back to that well. It's like, oh, this is the same company that keeps screwing us over with our remasters. But I really cannot resist a Diablo 1 with 4K texture packs. That's, that's literally what we're talking about, people. So that's going to kind of go off with it. And unfortunately, that's what it is. But my second prediction. This one is going to be a little more outlandish, but work with me. I think by, let's see, new consoles release what? Say holiday next year, right? I think by the summer of 2021, we will officially have, let's say E3 2021, we'll get the announcement. We will officially, actually when's BlizzCon? Whenever the next BlizzCon is in 2021, whenever that is, can't remember. That is when they'll officially announce that World of Warcraft is being remastered from the ground up and will be coming finally to home consoles. That is my second prediction. It's too much of a huge market they haven't tapped. There's too much possible money in there that they won't leave that on the table. They will go to that well. Even if their Blizzard developers are screaming at them like, dude, the engine does not work with this. It's like fitting a, a round peg into a square hole, man. It just, it, we can't do it. They're like, make it work. <laughs> I don't want they sound like a robot. Make it work. Screw them. Screw that customers over. Failed with microtransactions. Um, I think that's what you're going to see. So, boom. Lots of remasters, you know, baptized in the new microtransaction model in between these major releases. And you will see World of Warcraft um, come to the console. And it's going to be so awesomely shrouded. Meaning, they are going to pipe it up like, no, we, this isn't a port. This is definitely made for consoles now. But they're also going to package it with every freaking expansion pack underneath the sun they've done so far for a while. That it's just going to seem like an over amazing value. And guess what? Even if they microtransaction the ish out of it, which they probably will, I will play it because I'm an idiot and I've always wanted to play Warcraft on my Xbox or my PlayStation in the comfort of my lazy chair and have fun with it and play a great MMO. <clears throat> there's a great market for it and they'll take advantage so that has been danny Thomas's predictions maybe i should go with that tune better it sounds a little better in my head but anyways as we continue on and we start winding down to the end of this week's video game focus episode season two finale mind you two more topics i kind of want to talk about here um number three I'm going to be coming, I'm still going to be over in Ireland when this officially kind of starts off. So I have a lot of work to do to catch up and everything because we are going to be on hiatus for the show. But I want to take just two seconds and just put some love into the upcoming Gamescom 2019. It officially starts off over in Cologne, Germany on Tuesday, August the 20th. Jeff Keighley, um, I think he's like partnered with YouTube now. He's doing his opening night presentation thing. And he tweeted like, hey, we're going to have like, I think it was like 15 or 16 combinations of developers and publishers he said are going to be making and showing off uh, making a major announcement showing off new games he has hujo konami coming in to show off death stranding like a little exclusive piece of gameplay i'm sure because they're really good buddies so really cool stuff now gamescom is like the e3 of europe and gamescom i have to say um 
has really stepped their game up in the last couple of years in terms of like not just major announcements but like what's the word just showing off more thoroughly of what some of the stuff we've seen hyped and shown off for the first time at E3, which I personally look like. I'm really enjoying Gamescom. I just kind of like how they do it. There's more focus on the games and like the nuts and bolts of it and what it looks and feels like compared to these damn teaser trailers. And then it's kind of a good way to take a step back to it's a lot cheaper, I think, too, than E3. But with that said, um, I just kind of want to touch on that. And I think it's going to be actually a big show this year. Um, I think Xbox is going to come swinging again. I think they're going to show off in more detail some of the stuff they announced at E3. I don't expect any next-gen news from Xbox. Um, I do not expect any type of announcement whatsoever in regards to the new Halo. Um, I think that's kind of... They're going to save that for E3 of next year. Um, but we will be seeing even more, or more of a focus and kind of breathing, which I'm particularly excited for. Uh, for the new Gears of War 5 single player campaign because so far from everything I've seen of like the alpha test of their multiplayer I was like boring boo I've seen like this, this is Gears 4 man this is Gears 3 like I've seen this all before this is doing nothing for me and there was a small part of me with all the talk they did um, from the coalition who are the developers of Gears 5 where they're like we know we have to reinvent Gears War, Gears of War the franchise otherwise people are just tired of it and it's like okay cool and then they show you the multiplayer stuff and I'm like uh, kind of looks the same as I've always seen okay alright like it has done zero for me like it still looks cool and everything but it's like I've played this four times already actually five you consider judgment so what are we doing? Like that was a franchise that I thought they were going to try to do in a way and renovate and reinvent it. Like Santa Monica did with gear or with God of war Four. that is what God of war or gears of war needs. Very confusing. I know, but gears of war needs like the Kratos reboot treatment, like more so than anything. It's kind of like the same strat. They keep saying that they're taken with master chief for the new halo. Like, that's what this game needs. So you have, what's her name? Is it Kate? I think that's the new character that they're kind of focusing on. Like, when they showed it two, three E3s ago, like, some of the, like, short, quick gameplay jumps of it, I was like, oh, man, it kind of has, like, a little bit of a God of War 4 vibe to it in terms of, like, just how she's walking and the interaction. It looks kind of open-worldish. Like, this is cool. I can get behind this. Like, I wish they went full-on in that direction. But we'll, we'll see what happens. I could be right. I could be completely wrong. I hope I'm more on the right side with it just because I think it will be a lot more fun and entertaining to see that for a franchise. Um, but yeah, they've said already we're going to show off the Gears campaign, you know, at, at Gamescom this year. So I really hope we see that because they launch in like a month and the hype levels for me, I'm just like, ugh. I was so excited for this like full on unveiling of what you're working on at E3 and you did not do that. You gave me the multiplayer bullshit that looks the same as the previous, you know, five games so far in the series. It's ridiculous. So I think that's kind of where Xbox is with that. And I think they'll go into a lot more weeds on certain other games they've been working on. Like um, the one that was on Danny's recommends list last week's episode, um, Outer Worlds. I think we'll definitely see tons of that shown off. Very excited to see more of that game and a couple other little goodies that they've announced already. But I think the biggest, I think when the dust settles, we will be pleasantly surprised, shocked, and excited. Because when Gamescom is over, I think we're going to see some major announcements from Sony. 
because they are confirmed to be there. This is their first public showing of the year. They skipped E3 this year, and I'm sure they're saving quite a bit for PSX at the end of this year. But yeah, I can definitely see a Last of Us um, Part 2 announcement and, and showing off the latest build of that too. Maybe some Ghost of Tsushima. Show me some of that. That'd be great. Um, I'm trying to think what other major games they have in the pipeline they've been working on. Um, but I, I think we're going to be pleasantly surprised when it's all said and done. We're not going to get any PS5 news, but I think we'll see like, hey, these are some of the games we've been working on. And uh, yeah, they look dope as hell. And then you play them and you're like, oh, great. It's another third person open world game. Cool. I haven't played this before, Sony, but they got all the exclusives. You want to make your third person stuff more like God of War 4? Yeah, sign me up. Okay. I'm cool with that. If it's going to be more like, uh, what's that game with the Force Awakens guy that just came out? And everyone was blowing up like it looked like crap and so unoriginal. And then people were like, oh, no, it's great. It's a great game. And it's like, nah, it's probably a 7 out of 10 at the best. Um, oh, with the zombies. Son of a. Yeah, the guy that was in Force Awakens stars in it with a beard. He's fighting zombies. Oh, gosh, I'm getting so old. Um, so anyways, like if it's going to be more stuff like that or like remember Horizon Zero Dawn, that whole thing with the redhead Laura Croft. And I remember seeing 9s and 10s, and I was like, oh, what is this game? Assassin's Creed called. They want their formula back. Boring. But we have mechanized dinosaurs. Yeah, they're stupid as hell. This game is freaking bored, dude. Holy crap. Do something else. Um, but anyway, so I, I think they will show off, like, Last of Us Part 2, as well as Ghost of Shimi, And um, I think they got something else, too, in the pike. So, yeah, I expect some big things from Sony. Now... With that said, we are we're at the end, guys. This is, you know, the the last bit of season two of the Haven podcast with our focus on video games. And like I said, Monday morning I will post um, our our last official episode of this season. Makes no sense what I'm saying. I know um, that focuses on TV and film. And so, with that said, I just want to take a quick second for people that maybe just listen to the video game side of things. Um, it's, Anchor doesn't really tell me. It tells me like who my my listenership is, but not, it doesn't break down. Like I usually have more for video games or TV, etc. It seems I would assume is pretty <clears throat> close. So as we wrap up here, in all seriousness, jokes aside, I just want to thank every single one of you that has supported this podcast, has actually not turned it off when I do my propers, and has actually spread this thing like AIDS in the eighties, but in a good way. I like to think. Um, if AIDS was good, <laughs> Jesus, this is going off the rails fast. Um, but that has spread it, has supported it, given the feedback. Thank you all so very much from the bottom of my heart. It means the world to me. I love doing this. And while I know it wasn't as consistent, you know, with me getting the new gig, and I think it's a great time for me to kind of take a, a half a step away so I can kind of process, rethink, kind of maybe uh, workshop some new ideas and what have you and come back full swing so I can take three, actually leap three steps forward. Um, I don't know if that would be necessary. I could just probably walk it, but I, um, I, I like to go the extra mile when it comes to things, especially for this podcast, because I absolutely adore and love doing it. So thank you all so, so very much for the support, um, the continued support, spreading it, um, talking about interacting with me, all that stuff. It's been phenomenal. It's so, so much fun. I promise, um, 
I will keep in the loop when I decide to come back for season three. But I just want, like I said, take that half step back, put on a great show for you guys. I feel like that's been lacking a little bit um, these last like month or so just with the new job and everything like that. And that's not fair to you guys. You take the time to listen to me ramble on like a lunatic. So at least I should give be able to provide somewhat of an entertaining lunatic rambles from time to time and everything like that so yeah it's a way to just kind of step back reflect and everything and so again thank you all for the support um i promise i will not try to jontron this meaning i will be gone for six months um but yeah i'll, I'll keep you in the loop it all depends i got like, like i said a lot of ideas and stuff and just want the time to focus on and give it the love that it deserves so for those that just listened to the video game portion of it thank you all so so very much for the support um, just it means the world to me and as we go here to sign off on our last um, weekly video game focus episode for season two um, I got a I got a Danny uh, recommends for you that's right I've been playing this week came out kind of came out of nowhere but I've been playing a little game on the Xbox that released this past Tuesday and I'm sure you guys have heard of the IP and finally, someone got the brilliant idea of porting this to, or making a version of it for consoles, because it's way overdue, called Age of Wonders Planetside. It is this awesome combination of RTS meets turn-based. It's For anyone that has played Civilization Revolution, or Civilization, it's kind of like that, but if it was on steroids. That's the best way I can describe this game. Age of Wonders is an established IP. It's been wonderful. It's grown, so it's I, I'm... I love that it finally has come to consoles, and I am enjoying every single second of it. It's strategic, it's hard, it's tough, it's methodical, but the payoff for every little thing and every big thing you do is so freaking good. Um, it runs like a dream for me so far on Xbox. I haven't had any weird hiccups or graphical hitches or, or just the shit just hitting the can and hitting a wall and breaking down on me. Um, but yeah, it's just so good so much fun um i believe at final count there was like 14 different leaders that you could select or no there's six different races five or six different races and then there's like 14 each or something something insane like commando leaders for each race um so you have all this stuff right and then you can customize them so if you want to make change their name change their banner um, the way all their appearances, like it's like an MMO uh, character creator, very, very well done. And then they have traits. So you can start up a new scenario and you go in and it's like, oh, hey, you know, my guy is like um, a really good military tactician, but he can't manage the economy at all. So this is not going to go well. So you do have resources you manage and everything. And the last game I played that was kind of similar to this, but way more on training wheels was Civilization Revolution for the 360, a game that to this day I freaking adore and love. It just, I sunk so much time and hours into that as a kid. So to finally have a game that's more kind of, you know, forces you to think more, forces you to be more of an adult about it, I, I can't get enough of it. It is so freaking good and amazing. So definitely check it out if you love that RTS turn-based stuff, but don't go in thinking it's like StarCraft where you're just going to hammer out a bunch of units and it's really quick, 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 um, and anything like that. It's more of a, a slower pace to it, but it works so well. Um, so they just knocked out of the park, in my opinion, so far from the hours I've put into it. The one thing I will say is I have not got a chance to play the online function, so I'm not sure how 
not the support, but um, the stability of it. I haven't read or seen anything on the Xbox side to say that it's like, oh, this shit's broken. Um, there have been a couple updates already for it, so it looks like they're keeping patching it and supporting it, which is really, really good. But yeah, I'm planning tonight to get on with my brother and actually do an online session where you can set it and customize it like you know the difficulty of the ai and how the turns work but yeah it can be the two of us like forming a partnership if we want to or or, or an alliance as they call it and <clears throat> you know putting say six to eight ai um and other races in the game and we're all just vying for this giant piece of land and it's just like Ugh, this is so good so much fun you know so definitely check it out if you haven't already um my biggest complaint with it is I've looked, I couldn't find it. I wish they would flip the switch on their end so for Xbox users to plug in their keyboard and mouse. Um, the controller scheme they've done is actually really good, I have to say. I, I really like it, but it's just something about like, I wish I could keyboard and mouse this game. It would make it just perfect, you know? So definitely check that out if you haven't already. So with that said, guys, that is gonna do it for me. Again, cannot thank you enough. I will do the propers because it, you know, just got to do it. I'm trained for it. It's memorized that way. Um, hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed making it for you, as usual. If you like this podcast, uh, you want to support it, help it grow, things of that nature, um, send it to people, friends or family who you think might like to hear me ramble on, or as importantly, if you would kindly, um, on your podcast listening platform of choice, rate, subscribe, review, comment blah 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 all that stuff um it's it's good feedback i get i just feel dirty as always saying it and retelling it um also you can keep in touch with us on this break because i think i may be posting some uh some pics on the official haven podcast instagram page um from our trip over in ireland um just because we are going to so many different little castles where they filmed uh quite a bit of game of thrones at throughout its eight years or eight seasons um so keep an eye on for that but yeah you can con or keep in touch with me via that way as well or send your listener questions to the haven pc at gmail.com maybe you're an audio type of guy or gal oh there should be a link in the description via anchor to sign in and send us uh or send me an audio question and all that stuff and um yeah i think that's about it i'm not going to plug the streaming i haven't done in a while like i, I cannot figure out like Whenever I stream, there's like this weird loud blur coming out. Whenever I record, it's like freaking skid row in the background. I'm like, what is happening? How do I fix these things? I'm tech illiterate. But um, yeah, with that said, you guys, hope you enjoyed um, this season two finale with our focus on video games. And I will talk to you guys this upcoming Monday for our season two finale of our usual slash weekly TV and movie focused portions. Thank you so much yet again, you guys. Take care, and I will see you, uh, oh yeah, you'll hear from me on Monday, but as far as after that goes, I'll keep in touch. Take care.